Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, friends, again, this morning we've got this beautiful gospel uh, from Matthew where Jesus tells us he's come not to abolish but to fulfill the law and the prophets. And what he means here, of course, is that he's not come to, like, shout louder, to tell us try harder, right? That's not the mission of the Messiah. Like, have you thought about trying harder? That's not what he came to do. No, he came to restore in us our capacity to keep the law's demands, right? Again, it was St. Augustine who said, the law was given that grace might be sought, and grace was given that the law might be fulfilled, right? The law was given that grace might be sought, and grace was given that the law might be fulfilled. So he didn't come to shout at us to, be, to try hard. He came to, think of this analogy, he came to reinflate the tires of our soul so that we could actually function the way we were made to function. Our spiritual tires got deflated after the fall, right? We expired, we breathed out. And he's saying, I've come to fill up in you what's been lacking in you. I came to give you grace, the spirit. I came to give you the capacity to not only appear holy, but to actually become holy. An actual transformation into holiness. That's the theme I want to just press into a little bit further here this morning, this theme of holiness that comes from our responsorial psalm that we just had from Psalm 99. The response, of course, we just said was, holy is the Lord our God. Holy is the Lord our God. What does that mean, though? What the heck does that mean? Holy is the Lord our God. What does it mean to say that God is holy? Per usual, I uh, turn to... Pope Benedict Joseph Ratzinger to uh, just kind of clarify this a little bit for me further. I probably have read this before at different homilies at different points because I find this, uh, this section from his book Introduction to Christianity so powerful, but he talks about like God's holiness. So if I've repeated this, if this is, if this is me repeating myself, ah, you're not going anywhere. Okay. And you could bear, it could bear repeating. So, all right, this is what he says. Introduction to Christianity. He says, God's holiness expressed itself precisely, listen to this, as mingling with the sinners whom Jesus drew into his vicinity, as mingling to the point where he himself was made to be sin and bore the curse of the law in execution as a criminal, a complete communion of fate with the lost. He has drawn sin to himself, made it his lot, and so revealed what true holiness is. Not separation, but union. Not judgment, but redeeming love. This is revolutionary. This is revolutionary. Not only in Jesus' time, but like even for us. I mean, I think many of us carry unconsciously a truly Pharisaic idea of holiness. Right? The word Pharisee, you might not know this, the word Pharisee means literally one who is separated That's who the Pharisees were. They were the ones who were separated in everything that they did, everything they attempted to be. They were separating themselves from everything that was unclean, impure, right? Cut off from anything, right? And sin is over there and I'm over here. I want to have nothing to do with sinners, right? That was what was 
astonishing for Jesus, for, for the Pharisees, that this man eats with tax collectors and sinners. He draws near to them. They couldn't fathom how he was doing this. It was such an offense to holiness. Okay, and of course, it's true we should try to avoid sin as much as we can. That's not what I'm, I'm not saying just plunge into it. No, like what Jesus is revealing is that God's holiness is the exact opposite of, of, of keeping this distance. Like he draws near to sinners out of this unbelievable compassion and love, not to wallow in it with us, but to love us precisely there, to love us there so much that we are drawn out of it. Right? That's what he's doing. Holiness, holiness is redeeming love, is what Pope Benedict, is, is what he's saying. So Ratzinger continues. He says, is the church, is the church not simply the continuation of God's deliberate plunge into human wretchedness? Is it not simply the continuation of Jesus' habit of sitting at table with sinners, of his mingling with the misery of sin to the point where he actually seems to sink under its weight. Like, what is happening this morning? Like, none of us are being canonized this morning. Right? All of us are sinners, right? Jesus, the church, is the continuation. He's coming to sit with sinners, to mingle with sinners. Not just to simply rub shoulders, but he's going to mingle with the marrow of your body. He's going to get inside of you. That's how close he wants to be, sinking under its weight. Then he adds this, is there not revealed in the unholy holiness of the church as opposed to man's expectation of purity, God's true holiness, which is love. Love which does not keep its distance in a sort of aristocratic, untouchable purity, but mixes with the dirt of the world in order thus to overcome it. I love that image of the unholy holiness of the church. I have in my mind right now, Caravaggio's depictions of Jesus that were so scandalous at the time, right? Jesus who you could see on his hands that there would be dirt. You can see up close in some of those images, there's literally dirt under his fingernails. There's no halos around any of the figures in Caravaggio's paintings. That that's the word made flesh. That's God pressing into our humanity. That's what Ratzinger is saying, that God's holiness is his love, and his love says, I want to be so close to you. He finishes by saying this, can, there, can therefore the holiness of the church be anything else but the mutual support which comes, of course, from the fact that all of us are supported by Christ? Like we're all in this together, in other words. Like we're all in the same boat, and we're all seasick, and Jesus is there. I must admit that to me this unholy holiness of the church has in itself something infinitely comforting about it. That the work of holiness, God's holiness, it's not this aristocratic, untouchable purity keeping us at a distance saying, get yourself together and then come talk to me. It's this unbelievable constant pressing deeper and deeper in. That's what his holiness is. It's love. It's this redeeming love. Again, something beautiful for us, for to, beautiful for us to chew on today. What does that mean for you, for you today? How is that happening right here from this altar?